There's a movement in the culture today that says we should daily affirm ourselves. This happens even within the Christian community. So is there a place for daily affirmation? Is that something that could help us? Is it something that could harm us? Or is it something that we're missing out on? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad that you are here for this one. It is going to be a great one. So if you're watching on YouTube, I would ask you go ahead and subscribe to our channel because we've got podcasts coming out every Wednesday morning mm-hmm. at 8 a.m. Go ahead and like this video. It helps get this video and other people's algorithms and you can share this with a friend as well. If you're listening on Spotify, the podcast apps, whatever it may be, I'm glad you're tuned in as well for this one. I'm excited. Yeah, it's good. So there is a movement today that uh, says that in order to have good mental health and self-wellness, mm-hmm. that you should daily affirm yourselves, that yeah. you should run through a list of statements that you should say to yourself to mm-hmm. affirm, build up, and support uh-huh. who you are. Uh-huh. And so they run along the lines of things like, I deserve to be loved and to love others. Mm-hmm. I am worthy of receiving good things. Mm -hmm. My feelings and opinions matter. I am strong and can do hard things. I'm allowed to feel good and to experience pleasure in my life. I am capable of making healthy choices. I forgive myself for mistakes I make and refuse to hold them against myself. I love my body, my mind, my dreams, and my goals. I will surround myself with people who love and support me unconditionally. I will accept myself for who I am, and with positive thoughts and self-confidence, I will be unstoppable. So good. So good. (laughs) It's awesome. Is there anything wrong with these? Because they sound so gracious and loving. There's there's a part of it that sounds almost right. Yeah. But yes, there is something wrong with these. Mm -hmm. Um, And one, I think just in these statements alone, you find one that they completely disregard the fact that there is a God. <laughs> he disregards his presence, his power, and his promises. So um, those, although they seem good and good intended, there, there's nothing in them that addresses uh, the power of Jesus in uh-huh. us to shape us, change us, mold us, love us. They completely ignore that. They also assume that I am the greatest power in the world. Yeah. That I, by saying these, can bring these things to pass. Mm-hmm. Me saying these about myself. Yeah. So this that's kind of the self-affirmation yeah. thing at its truest form from the world's perspective. Yeah. And again, that's not just because these a lot of these statements all start with I. Mm-hmm. I am it's I don't think that's the like that's the only reason, but I think it's in the essence of each of these, it's the like I am going to bring this about yeah. or the world is going to give this to me or the yeah. universe I'm opening myself up to, you know, a lot of people yes. are like, I will bring about a balance in the universe and I yes. will do these. And the problem with these statements is not just because it says I and me and all this kind of stuff, yeah. but it's the essence of it yeah. is getting at, I deserve yeah. this. Or yeah. It's the absence of God and it's yes. the assumption that I have the power to mm-hmm. bring these to pass. Mm-hmm. So I am, I am the power. I am the, deity mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. for all practical purposes. And, and there's no there's no sense in any of these statements that deal with a moral foundation about mm-hmm. what's right, what's wrong, what's yeah. true, what's just, what's holy. Um, they all assume self as the primary guide deity and the one who decides what is right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other thing about them that's so deceptive is they have no regard for anyone else. They are all about me and what I want and what I deserve. 
and everybody, I guess in the culture, you're, you're encouraged to say all of these things, but there's no real definition about what do you do when you bump up against someone else who has a different set of wants and desires yeah. and expectations than you. So, yeah, there's something wrong with those statements, and, and they, they, they're dangerous. So yeah. uh, I think the other thing that happens is they actually produce something very different than yeah. what you expect. Yeah, it's this idea that you're you're making like you're making yourself greater mm. than others. You're making yeah. yourself and all that these statements are saying is like I deserve more and mm-hmm. I deserve more than the other person. Mm-hmm. I'm I am greater than the other person. And it's this idea that like you're making everything else under you. Yeah. You know, rather than humbling yourself, you are yeah. literally just filling yourself up. Yeah, I, I can I can say this with confidence. If those statements are what you're building your life on right now, I know already your relationships are a wreck. Hmm. Because your life is it's all about you. Yes. And if you if you're married and you are living off of these statements, I already know what your marriage is like. It's sad because you cannot live with you being the king. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work that way in life, and it doesn't work that way in relationships, especially. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, whenever you have the idea in Christianity where you are to be the servant of all, yeah, and then this is literally the opposite, and being everyone should and will serve me, and I'm going to manifest this to yeah, happen. You know, exactly. Then you are not going to see genuine mm-hmm. love, and you're you're going to see transactions. You're going to mm-hmm. see yes, cool. Yes, you mm-hmm. needed to do this because I am actually the one who yep. deserves all. You know, and they fuel the love for yourself. And yep. at the end of the day, it's like. After all these, who's getting the glory? You're not praying to God that these things would happen. No, You are trying to speak them into happening mm-hmm. so that you can say, look what I've done. Yeah. You know, and, and yes, I deserve to be loved. Well, yep. who gets the glory in that? Yeah. I. And creating mountains of expectation about what everybody else ought to be doing. Mm-hmm. And if you, if they don't do it, then you're offended and you yeah. want to cancel them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And again, it's like, who's getting the glory from the <clears throat> statements that you are affirming yourself with from what you're telling yourself from the dialogue that's going on in your mind. Yeah. So I think we recognize pretty clearly those are, those are not helpful. They're not biblical. In fact, they're destructive. It's Mm -hmm. not just like this. You can do this or can't do this. If you do this, that will bring destruction Mm -hmm. to your own soul and to your relationships. So, but you know, there's also something in the Bible that talks about, um, speaking the truth to yourself. Yeah, I was going to say, because you can't just see these and be like, okay, so I'm not supposed to talk to myself. I'm not, I'm not supposed to <laughs> right. uh, speak things over myself. That's not what we're saying. That's not no. the goal here. But yeah. it's to do this in a way in which it honors God and in a way in which we actually see from the Bible how we're supposed to do this. Yeah, so when you turn to the Scripture, you find that there actually is a practice, a discipline that we are called to as believers where we do speak to ourselves, but what we're doing is we're speaking what God says to us. We are, I wouldn't call it self-affirming as much as truth-affirming. We are yeah. affirming the truth mm-hmm. to ourselves, and that's necessary mm-hmm. because uh, if you've come to Christ, you are sealed and secure and saved and safe with him, but yes. you are still in the process of learning growing and becoming more like Christ. And the way that happens is by telling myself, believing in myself 
the truth mm-hmm. and then conforming my life to that. So the Bible uses a different word than self-affirmation. Mm-hmm. It uses words like meditate or meditation. Mm-hmm. And when it uses these terms, it's referring to um, a practice, a way of life that says, I am going to internally and even verbally sometimes, Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak truth to myself. Mm -hmm. So uh, the word in the Old Testament for meditate or meditation is a word that means to to murmur, to like mumble under your breath. Uh, It's used also for for like sheep who uh, ruminate or chew the cud. Mm. They, They go out and they eat their meal for the morning and then it goes into not just their one stomach, it goes into a stomach, but they have a second stomach, multiple stomachs that they use, mm-hmm. and they will later in the day regurgitate that that they ate, and they will chew on it again and refine it before it is swallowed and used later in the body. It's just mm-hmm. a fascinating process, yeah. but that it's a picture of what we're to do. We're to take in the truth and then meditate on it, to murmur it, to yeah. take it in, bring it back up, and then chew on it some. And so you find references like in Joshua where he writes and says, this this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. There's that, I'm gonna gonna murmur God's words over and over again. He says, you do this so that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. You want to obey God and walk in his ways, and you have to continually meditate, chew on, bring back up into your mind, and think about what God has said. And that's how you do what he said to do. Yeah. Uh, you also find this in Psalm 1. Uh, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his, del- his delight is in the law of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Here it is. And in his law, he meditates day and night. So here is an ongoing, all day long, night long practice of taking what you heard God say, taking what you have read, and chewing on it, thinking about it, wondering what does this mean, asking God to help you have insight into it, how to apply it, how to walk in it, and Psalm 1 goes on and says that the person who does this, they're going to be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. It'll bring forth its fruit in its season. His leaf will not wither. And whatever he does, it'll prosper. Mm -hmm. And all because of this truth affirmation. This, Mm -hmm. I'm speaking the truth to myself. I'm hearing it. I say it internally. And I'm even saying it low, maybe sometimes loud. Mm-hmm. So I can hear this and know mm-hmm. this truth. The New Testament has a similar word. It uses the word meditate. You find it in 1 Timothy 4.15 where Paul writes to the young pastor and says, these things I'm telling you, I want you to meditate on these things. I want you to do the same thing. I want you to repeat them to yourself. And he says, give yourself to them entirely that your progress may be evident to all. So in the New Testament, a little bit different meaning of the uh, the word, the Greek word used here. It means to revolve it around in your mind to let it move through all the different parts of your mind and think about it 
It's also the same word used for someone who is preparing a speech. So you're you're going to go speak somewhere, and you're thinking through what you're going to say, and, and you you play it out in your mind. You repeat your words. You picture the situation there. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about who it's going to be spoken to, how it's going to apply, what you're going to say. He said, and this is what we're called to do as believers. We are to have this um, truth affirmation where I'm speaking the truth yeah. to myself day, night, and I, I do this. I keep doing this in prog- in progress and in process. Mm-hmm. And I would say it sounds like a similar thing that I'm about to say. And, but instead of self-affirmation, it is affirming yourself with the truth. Yeah. And so I it's like affirming it. yourself rather yeah. than self-affirmation of like things that I'm yeah. all about me, that I want to be true or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I am affirming myself with things that are true, yes. that I know are fixed truths Sure. rather than my hopes and desires and dreams and whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to be this, I deserve this, I should be. Mm -hmm. But instead, this is who I am. This is who God is. This is what he says about me. This is what he thinks. That's affirming yourself and meditating on it. It's revolving around in your mind and it hits every aspect of yourself and it It continues. Yeah, And it's such an important uh, discipline for believers because I know most people think, well, I, I... I'm just going to read the Bible. Uh, that's my discipline. I'm going to read the Bible, yeah. and then every day or every week, every couple of days, whatever, I'm going yeah. to read the Bible. Reading the Bible is necessary and yes. valuable and Have powerful. Yeah. But it is possible to just read the Bible as a standalone discipline and it not deeply impact your life. I've, I've known people who have read the Bible through Many, many, many more times than I yeah. have, or maybe ever will, yeah. and know more truth, but not necessarily transformed by that truth. Yeah. So the, the thing I've seen, I think the scripture bears this out, is that you can read the Bible. That reading the Bible or reading gets you into the Bible, mm-hmm. but meditating gets the Bible into you. Yeah. It's a little bit different process. Yeah. I, I'm taking what I have read, and I'm not just putting it in my short term memory, mm-hmm. kind of like. I remember this in high school and in college, you know, you're, you're prepping for a test. So mm-hmm. you quickly go study all your notes. You learn all this information. You go take the test and yeah. you're done. And then the next day, that information is gone. Yep. I, you can't recall any of it. Yep. It just went into these short-term memory banks yep. and then they're gone. Yep. But that can happen for people if you just say, oh, I'm reading, reading the Bible. Getting this done. Reading, yeah, yeah, you can check off the list. You got it done. You read it. It went into your short-term memory, but three hours later when you need that truth because you're mm-hmm. walking through a struggle, mm-hmm. it's not there. Mm-hmm. But meditating gets that truth into you. It yeah. starts to plant it deep. It starts to move into the categories yeah. of my mind, and it gets into me. Mm-hmm. Uh, reading the Bible is something I can do and then close it and be finished with. Yeah. But meditating is something that goes on with me. Mm-hmm. I keep doing that throughout mm-hmm. the day. It goes with me day and night. Mm-hmm. You can read the Bible and it be detached from application in your life. You can read it for the information. You can read it for the stories. You can read it just to say, I read it. But when you meditate, it brings the truth to bear on the very real areas of your life. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm even going to separate meditating from memorizing. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Because you can memorize and say, there, I memorized it. I can recite it. it. Meditating is different. Meditating is taking that truth and letting it walk through every area of my life, Mm. and I start making application there. Reading the Bible gives me information, but meditating gives me motivation. It it truly 
I'm walking truth into every part of my mind, my emotions, my past, my present, my relationships, Mm. my activities, my attitudes, my habits, my actions, my longings, my desires, my struggles, my victories, my perspective, my Mm -hmm. dreams, all of that. I'm allowing truth to to be woven into every one of those areas by meditating. And I think the hardest thing for us today in in this time that we live is – it's like, oh, but meditating sounds like it might kind of take a while. <laughs> meditating sounds like I'm going to have to read and I'm going to have to like sit there and think about it. And I'm going to have to capture the essence of what is being said. And then I'm going to have to think about it more as I go about my day. And it seems like. And maybe allow it to walk into some uncomfortable spots yeah, in my mind. Yeah. And I think the hardest thing about that is it requires slowing down. Yeah. It requires having the patience to let God's word do its work in us, yep. you know, and yep. to and to think about it and think about it and apply it yep. and then talk to someone about it and apply it and then think about it some more and apply it and yep. say, okay, how does this impact this, 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 you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Not that we have to just like beat versus dead, you know, yep. to where it's just like, I don't even want to think about this anymore because I've thought about it for so long. But, right. But the fact that we can't, we don't just go and be like, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it. Okay. All right. Continue on. But yeah. it's like, okay, what does that actually mean though? Like, yeah. I don't, what is, how does this change the way in which I'm living? You know, yeah. like, that's meditating. That's exactly. thinking. And it takes time and it takes work and it's hard. And it's not just like super easy. Check the box. You yeah. Know? But it's rich. It is. What it, comes the from payoff it. is amazing. Yes. Even just that one verse, I'm going to read it one more time. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all to do according to all that's written in it. One of the things that stood out to me about that verse that I didn't catch until I started meditating on it is that it didn't say this book of the law shall not depart from your mind. It says this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Mm. It puts meditating and mouth together. Interesting. Yeah. So if you're going to meditate, it's got uh-huh. to be in your mouth. Yeah. Not just some speak it, yeah. inner region in your mind. Yeah. You have to say it. Yes. But, but that's the kind of stuff that you start getting nuggets yes. when you start like, wow. uh-huh. meditating. Yeah. And believe me, I <clears throat> there's there's great power in reading the scriptures as a collective story that yep. I think we also miss out on. I could get fired up that's and a whole other story. about that. Yep. Because that is necessary to get the bigger pictures. Yep. But the Bible is such an incredible book. It's living and active in the sense that you can read through it and capture the story and capture the essence. And you can also dig into one, one single verse and you can spend 30 minutes on it, you know, and it's just, it's an incredible book in that regard. Yeah. I I mean, I've been a believer for 40 plus years and I can still read the same Bible, the same verse, and God showed me something new out of it. It is. It's living. But it's when I'm choosing to meditate on it, and I bring it to bear on where I am because Mm -hmm. his word hadn't changed, but I've changed. Times have changed. And so that word, when it hits me today, hits me different than it did when I was 18, when I was 20, when I was 35. And so it comes alive and it speaks truth and it transforms me Mm -hmm. out of that place, out of meditating. So Mm -hmm. there is a place, there is a very strong biblical admonition to speak to Mm ourselves daily, (laughs) day Mm -hmm. and night, as those passages pointed out, that is necessary to affirm truth and affirm faith. Uh, In fact, you read through the Psalms, you get the writings of David 
who often was in difficult situations, and you find him talking to himself. That's not a bad thing. He is bringing truth to bear on himself. He is telling his emotions, he's telling his thoughts what they should believe and be conformed to. And we know he did this because the way he wrote certain psalms. I've got a a few references. And and one of the the phrases you're going to hear in all three of these is where David is going to say, oh, my soul. Mm -hmm. Okay? So here is David talking to his soul. Mm -hmm. He's saying out loud to himself an important truth. Yeah. Because his soul is wanting to go in one way. Mm Mm-hmm. And David knows it needs to go in another. And the way you change that is by speaking truth to yourself. This doesn't mean you have split personality. It just recognizes, I know who I am in my identity, Mm -hmm. but I also know that my soul needs to come along with who I am. Yeah. (laughs) Again, to define the soul being your thoughts, your actions, your feelings. Yes. That that is what you're speaking to. Yes. From my spirit, who Mm -hmm. I really am, I'm speaking to my soul, that is still in process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my thoughts don't always uh, conform initially. Yeah. My emotions don't always conform initially. And my mm-hmm. will doesn't always conform initially. Mm-hmm. So here's David. Uh, for example, in Psalm 42, 5, he says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. Here's yeah. David questioning himself, yeah. talking yeah. to himself. Soul, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You. You, you don't need to be cast down right now. Mm-hmm. You, you hope in God. You're going to praise him. Yeah. In Psalm 103, he says, bless the Lord, O my soul. He's, he's telling himself to worship. Yeah. This is time to worship. Psalm 116, 7, return to your rest, O my soul. Uh, quit, quit venturing down the paths that are keeping you upset and distressed and unable to rest. Mm-hmm. So in all of those, David is practicing this same discipline. Yeah. He is speaking truth to himself. Mm-hmm. He is affirming truth to himself. Yeah. And again, I think it's fascinating that he, like in one of those verses at least, he's he's questioning himself even. Mm. Like, why why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. This is <clears throat> this is where I need to be going. So there's yeah. like a questioning of of like, what what am I cast down about, you know, mm-hmm. and then let's put this into perspective and let's bless the Lord. Let's see, let's praise the Lord. Let's yeah. understand, you know, who he is, who he has been. And I'm now commanding myself, affirming myself yes. in the truth <clears throat> of this is the God that I serve. This yeah. is the God who I know, you know. Yeah. I really think this is the missing piece for a lot of Christians, Christians who say, I read the Bible and I pray. I just don't see things changing for me. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the piece, I think. This is what gets it into you. This is what starts changing you. This is where you are working, telling your soul what to believe, what to feel, which way to go. Yeah. It's this this practice, the Bible says, is, is really what uh, gives us the strength to shut down the lies of the enemy. Every time he starts saying his thing, you meditate, and that truth comes to bear, and it shuts those down. This is how you break strongholds. The New Testament will talk about um, take every thought captive. This is where that happens. This is how you break generational bonds. This is how you silence your own flesh when it wants to rear its head. This is how you break agreements that you've made in the past with deceptions. This is where it all happens in this very intentional, 
meditating. I think like you said, though, um, scrolling mentality yeah. mm-hmm. works against this. Yeah. The, the quickness, the the change of pace and the yep. right, next, 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 next. Yep. Yeah. Um, keep myself interested in that, distracted. And then mm-hmm. it actually is is saying something to us the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know in my own life, I can, I can do that at night. I can put my head on my pillow at night or I can wake up in the morning. And if I'm not careful, I could just, I can grab the phone and, and away we go, yeah. you know. And next thing you know, five, ten, whatever yep. has passed. Yeah. It's like, like, really? Wait a minute, what? <laughs> Yeah. Where am I going in this yeah. day? What, what's what's going to guide yeah. my thoughts today? Yeah. And so th- this practice is what actually builds up your faith. This is where you start making agreements with God. Mm-hmm. This is where you start strengthening your purpose. This is where you start overcoming temptation. This is where you start walking in obedience. And this is where you find the strength to do great things for the Lord. It all comes out of this space of meditating and affirming. It, it really is. It, it's it is the missing ingredient, and it's but it is what helps us defeat even destructive thoughts. So the New Testament describes this for us, and you get this passage in Philippians four six through eight. I want you to listen to the the negative thoughts, the destructive thoughts, and then what is the answer for these? So here it is. Be anxious for nothing. There's right away. We're talking about the destructive thoughts. We're talking about a a pattern that's in play of anxiety and stress and fear. And he says, Mm -hmm. be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then here's what he says. Finally, brethren. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. There There it is. You want to break those patterns? You want to break those, those bonds of anxiety and fear and stress and worry? You want to see God truly free you, not just wrestle one more time with it, but actually mm-hmm. cause you to stand on the hill with sword in your hand and shield in your hand and say, I am victorious in this. And you meditate on these things. Yeah. You choose intentionally to, to circle around in your mind the truth about what God says. It's good. It's important. So good. Uh, yeah. Paul would write the same thing in Romans and say, don't, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind, by the process of transforming your thoughts, thinking differently, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You want to know God's will for your life? It's going to come through meditating, through what you say yeah. to yourself about God and about you. Yeah, because even if you're not intentionally doing that, you're doing that. <laughs> it's true. You know, again, like meditate on these things mm. on, my, on this list. It says meditate mm-hmm. on these things. It's mm-hmm. kind of like with the implication of like you are meditating on other things right now. It's you true. are revolving other things in your head right now. Yep. And it says instead, focus on these things. Yeah. The true, the noble, the just, the pure, the lovely things, the good yeah. report, you know. Yep. Focus on those things rather than what is already in your head. Yeah, because you're right. Everybody is saying something to themselves already. Yes. You're already meditating some kind of thought. Yeah. 
You, you probably have had about a bunch of them during this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all do every day. I mean, exactly. uh, we recently heard Ed Young say that um, the average person has 60,000 thoughts a day. <laughs> How that stat comes about? I don't know. I don't really know. Mm, it wears me out thinking about it, but yeah. it's true. Uh, he went on to say that 75% of those thoughts for most people are negative. Yeah. That we hear a conversation or we participate in a conversation, we walk through an experience, have an activity, and then you right away start a commentary on what just happened, what was just said, what you just experienced. Yeah. And often the majority of those thoughts are negative. Yeah. I bet they thought this about me. Oh, I was such a loser when I did yeah. that. I can't believe I did that. What was I thinking when I did that? Man, that's probably going to turn out terrible for me. Mm-hmm. You know, a downward, 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 downward. Mm-hmm. And those, and even if they were just upward, if they don't include God, they're not helping you. Yeah. <laughs> if they're not based on truth, they're not helping you. Yes. So it's true. Uh, that, this is why, again, the New Testament would say, take every thought captive. So yes. um, let, let's talk about this personally then. So mm-hmm. uh, is this something you practice? <laughs> this idea of daily truth affirmation yes and i would say it's something I've, I've definitely become more aware of you know we we tossed this idea out on the podcast uh ideas board for us a, a while back ago and mm. then we kind of I, I started thinking more um seriously on how how do i do this mm-hmm. do i do this even mm-hmm. you know and, and it kind of has come to the idea of like it's not a matter of do i affirm uh do i affirm myself with truth or not it's like I'm affirming something yeah. related to my what I believe about myself, you yep. know? Yep. And so through that uh, thoughts, you know, through thinking over these things uh, and listening to some other, you know, people talk about this stuff, mm-hmm. like I do practice this and the way in which I've practiced this more so recently is in focusing on the character of God mm. and reminding myself of who he is nice. more than... Um, you know, whatever, you know, whatever other like affirmation kind of things you can have. But some of the, some of the, um, I guess you could say affirmations <clears throat> of who I know is my father, is my, mm-hmm. you know, creator, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He's God, my comforter, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the insecure moments and in the questioning moments and the painful moments and the grieving moments. He's God, my comforter. That's good. You know? He's God, my shepherd. He's the one who goes before me and I don't have to be the one to try and take the lead all the time, mm. but I trust him who is the leader. You know, yeah. another one. Love it. He's the mighty God. He's the one mm. who is strong. He's the one who's able to do, you nice. know, and he's the Lord, my rock. Yeah. He's the one I can stand firm on. He's the yeah. one I will sink my roots into. He's the one that's going to be there when the winds and the waves come by. He's still going to be the rock. And so mm. that's, I just have to tell myself that every single day, you mm. know, in whatever it may be, whenever I'm overwhelmed at a situation, confused by a situation or whatever it may be, I'm like, this is the God that we serve. This yeah. is the God who is, mm. you know, all of these things to me. Yeah. So I'm going to let the eternal God define the temporal situations I love it. rather than the temporal doubts be like, there's no way this God actually is who he says he mm. is, you know. That's good. So uh, you're saying it's just, it's part of routine throughout your day or, or you're like, it's two o'clock. It's time for my daily affirmations. I would not say I'm that structured with it, but I would say it's probably about every 12 minutes. I'm yeah. thinking, you know, yeah. I get like, Oh my goodness. What about fill in the blank? And yep. I'm like, I, this is not, yep. uh, that, you know, God is the mighty God. He has a plan for this. I love it. You know, God is my comforter. He's, yes. he's with me in my doubts, yes. you know, and whatever it may be. I just literally, if I'm, in my mentality that I've been uh, taking on is if, yeah. if I can 
overwhelm myself with the names of God and the character it. of God, mm. then this that is what magnifying the Lord is. You mm. know, and, and that's, that's good. when you magnify the Lord, your situations become a lot smaller. Uh, that's so you know? good. Yeah. I, and and same for me. I, I'm mm. I have over the years and still I'm at a place where I I like to memorize some verses and then mm-hmm. keep them close in my mental space where mm-hmm. I can chew on them. And so um, that's what I prefer to do. Uh, I, there are times I'll lay down at night just to yeah. scroll a little bit, you know, just catch up, see what some uh-huh. people are doing. But I prefer then to shut that off and then I need I need something good yeah, <laughs> to, good to close my eyes with, yeah. you know. And, and then throughout my day, like you're saying, you know, there's moments where I'm like, okay, I'm working, I'm creating, I'm doing these things, I'm counseling, whatever it is. But I need a go-to. I, I need mm-hmm. a truth. So, yeah, for me, I, I'm – the, the affirmations I've got come out of where I'm living. They come out of the very spaces that are in my mind right now. Mm-hmm. So I've been working on, you know, a verse that's in Romans about how I am more than a conqueror mm-hmm. in Christ mm-hmm. and meditating on that and reminding myself of that. This is what I'm invited to. This is what I'm called to. This is yeah. what I should be experiencing. And so I, I just keep meditating on that and start yeah. spinning around. What does it mean to be a conqueror? What does it mean to be more than a conqueror? Yeah. And if you're not, what are you? Well, then sometimes you're less than a conqueror or yeah. you're more or less a conqueror. Uh-huh. But that's not what we're invited to. So, you yeah. know, the more the more you spin uh-huh. it around, the yes. more insight comes yeah. and God has made me to be a conqueror because of yeah. what Jesus has done. So it's just one verse, yeah. I, you know, another. And you have depth in that now, you know, and, and then there's, there's yeah. a depth in the relationship you have with God in that. Yeah, another verse, um, God has not given me, I'm personalizing it, a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Yeah. So, Fear, you don't belong here. If I'm fearing, that's not from God. Mm-hmm. Instead, the spirit mm-hmm. of what he gives me is of power. I should be and can be strong yeah. and bold, bold yeah. and confident, uh, power and love, able to sacrifice and give and love others, uh, and a sound mind, clarity. Um, not not confusion, but mm-hmm. clarity. So uh, along with that, I know this is going to be controversial, but I don't love it. I don't mind. Out uh, of Psalm 37, it talks about um, that if we seek him, that he will give us the desires of our heart. Yes. That appears again in Psalm 20, mm-hmm. uh, where there is a prayer for David who's about to go into battle, and they are praying for him. And one of the things that they pray is that God would grant him the desires of his heart. So good. So I've just, I've just been spinning that around, yes. digging down deeper into that. What does that mean? And and then you find in in Psalm twenty one the very next Psalm David writes and says, Lord, you have given me the exact desires of my heart. It <laughs> so came to good. pass. So, so good. yeah, you know, say what you want about what you think that verse means. I know exactly what it means, and it yeah. means that if you are walking in God's ways and filled yes. His Spirit and seeking Him, yeah. He's going to put desires He's in your heart for certain things yes. to come to pass. Yes, and those things are good and right and uh, evidence that yes. He is clearly personal for yes. me. Yes. And so I'm not running from those things. Yeah. I'm going to hold to those things, yeah. picture those things, believe God's called me to those things, and that mm-hmm. he's going to bring them to pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another story. So good. Fired uh, me there's, <laughs> there's another, yeah. ver- I'll do one more. This yeah. is another I'm meditating on, spinning through yeah. right now, and turning into a, an affirmation. Mm-hmm. So uh, in Proverbs 8, 12, you only find this in the King James. You won't find this in New King James, New American Standard, ESV, no other yeah. no other version. It's only going to sound like this in the King James. It says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. 
and give knowledge of witty inventions. Huh. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Some of those words there, you know, prudence and you know, all that's like, what in the world? But the essence of what that verse, the more I've spun it around, done some research, meditate on it, is that when you seek God and know his ways and value him above all things, he will give you prudence is kind of an awkward word for us today. It's actually the word that means uh, strategy. He will give you strategic thinking and he will give you ingenuity, witty inventions, Mm -hmm. creativity, Mm -hmm. insight, future perspective, the the ability to be shrewd without being evil. Mm -hmm. All of that is ours. And when Going off on a path here, but when our mind is freed from guilt and shame and fear and rejection Mm -hmm. and condemnation, all those things, when my mind is free from all that, guess what all of a sudden I have the ability to do? Be creative, Uh be ingenuitive, being uh, resourceful, being shrewd without being rude. All of those things I can now do. Yes. So I am, I'm walking in all of that. I'm speaking that truth and affirming that in myself because that's what God's word promises. So, so good. there you go. So well, the, what what difference do you notice in your life when you're doing yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, the more, like I was saying, the more I magnify the Lord and say, this is, this is who you have been mm. to your people mm. since the dawn of creation. Yeah. This is who you have been. And I know if they can put their faith in you mm. and work through hardship, work through troubles, work through pain and sacrifice their life, sacrifice everything for mm. you, to me, I say, okay, if you've been that God to them, you can be that God to me. Ooh, and so I'm going all in on that. God is my comforter. Yeah. There's nothing that can overwhelm me. Yeah. Again, to say that like saying, I know through the darkest storms through the hottest fires whatever mm-hmm. it may be mm-hmm. he's right there with me he's Emmanuel mm-hmm. he's God with us he's mm-hmm. the Lord our rock we mm-hmm. sink our roots into him you know and mm-hmm. and so I am filled with more passion mm-hmm. I'm filled with a more boldness to go share that with others nice. I want other people to know who this God is that he has revealed himself in yeah. these ways I want other people to know that and so the, those are the things that it does for me is it gives me boldness, it gives me a confidence and it. It brings peace to yeah. the the emotions that I have, to the thoughts that I have and to the actions that I'm taking to my soul. Yeah. It brings um, a, a peace. Yeah. Uh, same for me. I, I can, I can tell the difference in my life in my yes. thoughts, my actions, my attitude, my responses based on what I'm meditating on. Yeah. And I, I do. I gain that greater sense of peace mm-hmm. and confidence. Like, okay, <clears throat> let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. Because whenever it's not there, there's the overwhelming feeling of where is God? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Why am I still doing this? <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know, why why should I continue striving? Why should I continue uh, with excellence in, in what I'm doing? You know, yeah. whenever I bet this is not going to turn out well. Yeah. This exactly. is going to be terrible. Doubt, and... fear <clears throat> just overwhelms quickly. Yep. yep. Because of the temporal. And it determining yep. the eternal. That's true. You know, and, and yeah. that is, that's what I recognize in my life whenever the situations in my life seem so magnified mm-hmm. that the Lord seems so small, distant, yeah. far away, whatever it may be. Yeah. And that that is a, I, I have to rely on the voices of others yeah. to remind <clears throat> me of mm. the Lord. Yeah, so it all 
clicks, then you read verses like Psalm 15, where David says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly, he works righteousness. And listen to this. He speaks the truth in his heart. So good. So again, here's here's David not being double-minded, not being split personality, Mm -mm. but he speaks the truth to himself. He's truth affirming. So good. It's powerful. Yep. It, it transforms us. Now, <clears throat> if you want to take this to the next level, come on. The New Testament actually has a graduate degree program for this whole concept <laughs> right here. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta be able to complete this program first. You gotta be able to graduate from this first one before you can move on to the next one. Yeah. You gotta be able to know how to speak the truth to yourself when you need it. Mm-hmm. And and remind yourself, meditate on it and defeat the enemies and speak the truth and recognize here's God in my life, here's where he is, here's what he says. Soul, if you're if you're dis- distraught, hope in God. Mm-hmm. If you can master that, you get your degree for that, then the New Testament says that there's another level of affirmation, and that is when not only am I saying it to myself, I learn to say it to other people. I see and sense when they need it and I begin to affirm other people. Mm-hmm. I start recognizing they're losing their bearings right now. Yeah, their soul is cast down. <laughs> yeah. Their oh, your soul, why are you cast down? Yeah. You know? And so then I'm able to speak not condemnation to them, yeah. not uh, something that tears them down, mm-hmm. but something that builds them up. I can speak truth to them mm-hmm. and say, hey, Here's where I see God in your life. So much when people come to my office and we talk with whatever they're going through in their life, this is one of the things I'm praying. Lord, help me to see where you are in their life. That's that's often what has happened. Someone has forgotten and gotten off track, misguided, whatever, hurt, and they can't see where God is anymore. And our task with one another is to affirm and do that, to say, let me, let me point out some areas where God is at work in your life. And then the fog clears and they return to the path. And the New Testament just speaks about this yeah. over and over again. Yes, yeah, so some of those verses, like 1 Thessalonians 5, again, this is our role is yeah. to be a voice to others. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up yeah. just as you are doing. You know, speaking <clears throat> to the church there. Mm-hmm. And then Ephesians 4.25 says, Each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Mm. Again, this idea that whenever we are together, mm. we are an army, we're to encourage, we're to build up, we're yeah. to remind <clears throat> each other of the truths. And then Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is, is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Yeah. Yeah, so that it inspires someone, motivates yeah. someone, gives yeah. them grace, and they're ready to be ready to move back into the battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so that's good. graduate level. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on that today, yeah. but just that is, this is what it ought to lead to, where yeah. I so know how to speak truth to myself that I can actually do that for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get I get filled up, and I'm ready to spill over. Mm-hmm. I got it. I know how to do this, and now I'm ready to help someone else in the battle. So. Man, let me let me just give you some affirmation today. Let's do it. <laughs> Speak Come some on. truth. Yeah. Speak the truth in your heart, just as David did. 
Build yourself up in the Lord. Remind yourself of the promises. Remind yourself of the attributes of God. Remind yourself that he is faithful. Remind yourself that no weapon formed against you will prosper. Remind yourself that he is working all things together for good. Remind yourself that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Remind yourself that you're part of the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Remind yourself of those things. Mm -hmm. And as you do, you will find yourself built up. Mm -hmm. You'll find yourself strengthened. You'll find that you're able to do the very thing that you say you believe. And this is why it actually is essential that we affirm the truth to ourselves. Yes. So, hey, good stuff today. Love it. Hope it's been helpful to you as it has been for us. Uh, Come join us in person at Vertical Church Ovilla and and, then share this podcast and uh, Mm -hmm. comment. Let us know how God's working in your life and pass it on because that's what we're doing. We're going to keep lifting him up and living him out.